Hello and welcome back to the Spirit Led Leader Podcast. I am your host, Naisha Sanders. And as always, I am excited to be here sharing my story today and being able to just, again, allow for my story to help or serve in whatever way that it may. And so today's episode is really going to be about the season in your life that you feel pruned. You know, we always talk about pruning season and the point of pruning. And most times pruning doesn't feel good. And so what that really means is when you're going through seasons such as those, it's the moments that you forget that what you're going through, what you're experiencing is actually a blessing and not a curse. And so that's what today's episode is going to be about. It's going to be about how to to accept the trials and tribulations and to not forget that what you're experiencing and what you're going through is a blessing and not a curse. So today we're going to be talking about the pruning season. So if you're either in that place or have experienced it, I think this episode will bless you. So to prime the conversation, I want to start with a scripture, and that is John 15, 1 through 2. And it says, I am the vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. Let's jump into pruning season so that we all may be able to bear more fruit. Let's grow. You are listening to the Spirit Led Leader Podcast, where you will go from being prideful to fruitful, gaining biblical principles that will grow your influence, confidence, and relationship with God. I am your host, Naisha Sanders, the author of The Fruit of a Spirit Led Leader. I am also a wife, mom, and believer in business. Now, turn on that do not disturb, grab your notebook and pen, because it's grow time. Okay, as mentioned in the introduction, today we are talking about pruning season. What is it like to experience trials and tribulations and actually appreciate them? Today, I'm going to share my story around when I got elevated, when I was back on track, some may say, in my career, and I was excelling. I had prayed about this season. I had desired this season. I had hoped for this season. And so when it came to pass, it was a blessing. I praised God for it. I was excited about God's faithfulness. Everything that you do to glorify God for allowing a dream to come true. And as soon as I said, yes, as soon as I accepted it, (laughs) that is when my pruning season began. And so in our last episode, I share with you a very low point in my career, a very, a very dark place in the sense of just feeling so alone and unable to move forward by myself and just how important it was during that time to hold on to the hand of God and to navigate 
not based on my strength and my wisdom and my knowing, but to operate truly in God's and to not lean on my understanding, but to lean on his. And so going through that season and feeling like I was having to be more than a conqueror and convince myself that I was capable of that to then getting to a place of desiring and hoping for the next level was a big victory for me. So today's story is really about that continuation of what came after that story. And so I get this role that allowed for me to really embrace the culture of the company that I was in and to really get a sense of what it was I wanted to do in my career and with my career, which led me to desire the next level of leadership that was available for me within this company, which so happily was another leadership development program. And on the surface, when I shared that insight, so many leaders (laughs) questioned why I was desiring that with such an epic failure or a major dislike of the previous program. They, to a sense, discouraged me like, you know, I know you think that's what you want, but maybe that's not what you want. And there was an HR manager in particular who just was like, this is a hard no. This is not what you need to be doing. You couldn't do the first one. Why do you think you can do this one? And just was really against me pursuing this opportunity and really became a block in the process of me applying for that opportunity. And so to give you just some insight of the journey, it required multiple recommendations from the organization that I supported. It also required me to do a pilot assignment as part of the interviewing process to see whether or not I could actually perform the job at the pace that was required. I ended up getting the role. I ended up going through all the hurdles, getting past all of the the, the blocks and getting an offer letter. And so you can just imagine after going through a season of deflation and going through a season of proving or feeling like you have to prove yourself to then get a victory that no one else had ever gotten. No one had ever started the first program, quit or left or however anyone would want to perceive it to then go on to do the second leadership program. That had never happened in the history of the company. Like it was not a desire of the people who didn't complete the program. And it certainly wasn't something that the company leadership team felt like they would promote because they just didn't assume that anyone would want to do it. So here I am saying, hey, I know that first one wasn't me, but I'm pretty certain that this one is, you know, that that just didn't make sense for them. But remember a couple episodes ago, I, I shared with you that one foundational moment for me is that when it's impossible to man, praise God, because you have now entered the realm of miracle. So as I was going through my career, I would look for the impossible. I would look for the opportunities for God to show up. 
so the moment that the HR manager told me that it was impossible for me to go onto this second leadership program, I instantly knew that God was going to provide a miracle. I knew that this was an opportunity for God to show up and be God. And so it actually excited me. It actually gave me some energy to keep on fighting, to keep on going. And like I said, ultimately it served out to be a victory. And so win for the kingdom, right? (laughs) Here I am now standing in the blessing. Here I am pursuing the dream that in the hope that I had, that now it's realized that is no longer a hope. It's no longer a dream. It's no longer a desire. It is a realization. And so now I'm standing in the realized dream. I'm in that moment. And not too long after, it got hard. It got really hard. I started to question if I was enough. I started to question if I was in over my head. I started to question why God would again do this to me, you know, give me this opportunity that I'm not ready for. This moment of stretching, this moment of defeat again. It's like, oh my goodness, here we are again. Am I ready for this? Can I do this? Lord, did I make a mistake? (laughs) This is hard. This is really hard. I don't think I'm equipped. I don't think I know what's going on. This is not, this is not what I asked for. And instantly, not too long. I mean, I would say in a matter of months, the blessing that I praise God for, I was now questioning. I was now perceiving as a curse. There's so many times when we'll read in the Bible that expect trials, expect tribulations. But then when we experience them, we feel like, Lord, you have forsaken me. Lord, you have left me. You have let me go. You, what is this? And that, my friend, is pruning. (laughs) As I'm going through this program, I get some unbelievable experiences. I worked abroad. I worked on their largest acquisition, the most iconic dispositions. And I just had an experience that not many people had or will ever get. And as I look back on that experience and reflect on where I was able to travel and the assignments that I was able to work on, it was truly a miracle (laughs) for me to be in the room. It was truly a blessing and an opportunity, but because it was so hard and because it was so new, it it was such a stretch. It was so uncomfortable. On the surface, it felt like this was God's way of making up for the first epic fail and giving me this opportunity. But what I what I learned from this experience was that I was really in this program. I was really on this journey, not for the job, not for learning finance more intimately or, you know, become building my financial acumen or understanding business better or becoming a, an auditor or project manager. It wasn't those things that this journey taught me. What it really taught me was how to lean on God, how to surrender. When I used to struggle 
badly. I used to struggle pretty badly with anxiety and overwhelm in this sense of, again, having to to prove myself and, and dealing with that inner critic of saying, you're not enough, whatever that enough may look like, but it was, you're never enough. This experience of constantly feeling that, constantly feeling like, constantly feeling anxious, constantly feeling overwhelmed, I quickly realized that I had to to give up something. I had to give up this sense of desiring to be ambitious, to this desire of wanting to do it alone, this desire of feeling like I could do it by myself because I truly couldn't. I truly wasn't ready. And, And when I say ready, I mean in the sense of ready to sustain the the intensity that it required to do it by myself. And so during this season, I ended up really surrendering to God, really finding time to commune with him and to, to lean on him because quite frankly, I had no other choices. It was, Lord, (laughs) you allow for this door to open so Lord, help me understand what to, to get out of it. Lord, help me learn how to show up. Help me, Lord, get through this. It was the moment, I, re- I remember it as if it was yesterday. I had gotten to an extreme state of anxiety on a project and I was just crying. I was just literally bawling in my living room I had cried so long and so hard that I started to speak in tongues. I never thought that me speaking in tongues was going to happen. I never desired it. I never thought that it was something that I could do. I would see people in church do it, but I just never understood it, never knew that that was possible for me, never desired it again, and because I just didn't know anything about it. But it was like an outer body experience because it was while I was, once I had reached the end of my words, once I had reached the end of my fear, once I had reached the end of me, the Lord took over. And I, it was almost like I was just watching myself surrender. I was watching myself Uh, fall into the arms of God and for him to speak on my behalf, to speak to my spirit in a way that calmed me, in a way that allowed for me to release this sense of overwhelm and this sense of I have to prove and this sense that I have to do it all and that I have to know it all and that I have to be it all. From that day to this one, I have never had that extreme sense of anxiety, that extreme sense of overwhelm. And part of what what I'm gathering from that was just the fact that I got to a place (laughs) where I had fully surrendered, which I had never, ever done before. And when we fully surrender, when we fully come to the end of our knowing, the end of our understanding the end of our doing that gives 
God space and opportunity to do what he does. It was just an experience to connect with God and not to just, again, grow professionally, but to grow in him. And so when we talk about and think about trials and tribulations, while there were a lot of trials and tribulations on this journey, what I realized after the fact, of course, and uh, what I really hope for you to realize is that trials are what they sound like. You know, when you think about trying a new product or service, sometimes they'll give you a trial period. And so when you get a trial period, you know that it's for a period of time. It's not permanent. And sometimes when we experience, when we're in an, in, in a space of trial, we sometimes confuse it to be permanent. Sometimes we think of the trial as the final solution, the final destination, when the reality is, is that it's meant to be only for a period. As part of this story, the rejection that I experienced was a denied promotion. And so being on the program, you know, you have to apply to be considered for a manager role. And I put my name in the hat, but I, if I'm honest, I didn't necessarily think that I was going to get it or even if I wanted to get it, if I'm honest. But it felt like if I threw my name in the hat, I didn't have to make the decision. It would just happen, right? Faith would <laughs> would serve truth. And, and if I was meant to be a manager, I would. If I wasn't, I wasn't. I wouldn't be. <laughs> it was a easier option than to actually make the decision to say no to begin with. And so I threw my name in the head and, you know, I get the phone call and this was all around, this was in April, around Easter time. And I remember the folks that I was in the program with, who I was working with, and we used to call our, our spaces, like our conference room, bullpens, because it would be 20 of us on, assigned to a project working in the same room together. So there's no offices or kind of private space. So we would call it the bullpen. And I remember everyone in there being so supportive and wanting me to be promoted. And I got the phone call that they had decided to go in a different direction um, but I had a I had a, a leader reach out to actually share with me feedback. And interesting enough, this was the first time where he I didn't get any bad feedback. It was all very positive. It was all very you are a great leader, encouraging, you do so many things well. And it, it almost felt like to the point where <laughs> that leader was like, you know, I really don't know why we said no, <laughs> but ultimately we did say no. And it boils down to the fact that we weren't sure how you were accomplishing the things that you accomplished. And that was a risk. That was a risk in not knowing if you would be able to consistently accomplish things if we don't fully understand the way you do it. And so for that reason, we decided to go in a different direction. And I didn't think that that would bother me. As a matter of fact, I, you know, thought I would be relieved by the fact that the decision was made. 
But just like anything, when you get a no or you get a rejection or you feel rejected in some kind of way, you do take it personally. And you do need a moment to regroup and and gather yourself. And so I'm in that moment of gathering myself and questioning like, well, why wouldn't they want to take a chance on me? How is it risky that my approach is different, but it's effective? Why wouldn't they want to try something new out? And I had all these questions and I, I will never forget. I was, I was just kind of laying in the bed thinking about all of this. And then I just got an image of Jesus rising and walking and moving on. And all I got in my spirit at that time is I've risen from this place and moving on. Are you coming? And when you think about what a promotion is, a promotion is the act or fact of being raised in position or or rank. And so while physically the promotion seemed to be manager, that was the what the world was offering me is a promotion, a managerial promotion. So now I'm getting raised up in this in this job when the promotion was actually the fact that my trial period had ended. It was the end of my trial and it allowed for me to move on to the things that God wanted me to do. And so the moment of rejoice was the fact that I had made it through the trial period that I had been pruned, that I had completed the task and that as a result of the pruning, that I was going to be even more fruitful. Sometimes when we think that we got denied a promotion or someone else got the job, sometimes it's a matter of it being an indication that your trial period is over and that you finished the pruning season, and now you're going to be even more fruitful. And this is what I want to leave you with, because I just think that we need to leave this this episode on on joy, which is really what it's about, is that pruning is not to just make you suffer for no reason, but it's for you to grow in God. It's for you to have an opportunity to develop your character and to be prepared for the the blessing that God has in store for you. And so while it may feel hurtful or painful in the moment, those, those trials and tribulations are actually pruning you to be more fruitful. It's going to work out for your good. And so I want to leave you with three scriptures. And the first of which is James 1, 2 through 8, and it says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. Then James 1.12 says, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life 
which God has promised to those who love him. In 1 Peter 5.10 says, And after you suffer a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. I pray that this episode blesses you and that whenever you enter into your pruning season, or even if you're currently in your pruning season, that you don't forget that it is a blessing because once you have completed the trial, you will be even more fruitful. Thank you for listening to the Spirit Led Leader Podcast. Right now, I want to invite you to come alongside me by subscribing to this podcast so that you don't miss the next episode. And for those of you who have already subscribed, thank you. I've gotten vulnerable. Now it's your turn. I want to hear from you. And so here are a couple ways for you to reach out. One, join me in the Spirit Led Leader community on LinkedIn and let me know what you got out of this episode. Two, leave a positive written review if you feel others need to hear this. And three, if you thought this episode was powerful and one you would like to share, please leave a five-star rating and share it. I'm so grateful to host this show and truly excited for what God is going to do in and through us this week. Until next time, keep in step and know that God's got you, therefore you got it.